You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. All right. Apologies. This, uh, you know, I'm not Reed, nor have I ever claimed to be. Um, What he does is difficult, (laughs) and I appreciate him a great deal. Um, I am Ashley, and tonight I am your host for the evening for MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our preview of round 16. This episode is brought to you by the Los Angeles Country Club, home of Gareth Bale until at least the end of 2022. No, wait, sorry. Actually, by the amazing Patreon supporters of MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, tonight, I am not joined by my co-hosts in fantasy, Reed Connolly and Blaine Riffle. Instead, I am joined by my actual part- partner, Spencer Savage, um, and my favorite Atlanta fan, Patrick Smith. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, how are you? Better now that I know I didn't ruin Reed's podcast. Doing great. Happy to be on. Nice to see you, Patrick. Too. All right, so we're going to go over our scores from this past round uh, and then talk about this massive double game week we have coming up. Um, I know Reed would want me to emphasize that this double game week spans technically two weeks, um, and it's we're going to see a lot of teams on doubles right out of the gate. Let's start talking about uh, our scores from the past round. Uh, Patrick, how'd you do? Uh, not terrible. Uh, the 97, which had uh, Philly not lost that clean sheet late, would have put me over 100, but yeah. that's what it is. I was good enough for a week rank 69. Nice. Nice. And uh, jumped me up 14 spots overall, up to 24 overall rank. Very nice. Spencer, let's hear it. Well, there's not very many times I deserve to be on the podcast, but... <laughs> Uh, in situations like this week, I'm a good fill-in, I guess. Uh, for me, I was able to get 108 points on the week. Um, I was week ranked number seven overall, and that's bumped me up to almost top 500. I'm ranked 503 overall. Uh, so yeah, really, really good week for me this week. Yeah, uh, someone in the Savage household had to carry the good scores, because I... Did not. Um, my overall ranking actually improved, but I got an 84 this round. Um, I made a couple of good choices. I picked up Kyoto last minute looking at those lineups. Um, I had Mukhtar, but um, just had a couple of misses and a couple of fours around the field. Um, so my overall rank is 60, but again, 84. Not great. Um, Blaine and Reed did well this week. Uh, Reed posted a 96. Um, and Blaine crushed it with a 104 with a week ranking of 18. Um, so pretty pretty good all around the MLS Fantasy Insider world there. Um, <clears throat> let's get to some quick takeaways from this past week, because again, I know we got a lot to talk about for this upcoming week. Um, I know I saw a lot of people talking in Discord and on Twitter that Seattle are finally clicking fantasy point production-wise. Um I'm not going to get too ambitious there with what their double gaming schedule looks like, but yeah, um, Christian Roldan, Jordan Morris putting out some good points, that defense posting well. Um, Portland also apparently 
saying anything you can do, I can do better, kicking into gear with fantasy points down there. Um, and for Reed's sake, I feel obligated to mention that Cincy just pulling off another win. Um, Lucho posting points off the bench. Um, Vasquez not getting on the board like I think a lot of us hoped he would, but since he's just just squeaking them out, so I I think they're I think we can finally say that they're maybe not the team to bet against every week. I mean, I'm still gonna bet against them sometimes, <laughs> but um, I don't think we can keep picking on Cincy and Inter Miami. Um, I th- I think they're starting to to figure it out down there. And then I just want to point out because we learned it this week, and I'm expecting it to roll into this week with the quick turnaround that uh, New York Red Bull and Charlotte are looking at some nasty COVID protocol repercussions. They're missing, both teams are missing a lot of players. I'm not sure if some of Charlotte's was the travel aspect going into Canada or not. Um, I know a lot of times for a while we saw unvaccinated players not be able to travel. Um, I'm not sure if that had anything to do with it, but there were some huge lineup rotations this past weekend um, for health and safety protocols that, I, th- I think we might see rollover into into this round. Patrick, what do you got? Um, unfortunately, my biggest takeaway is that the injury bug still plagues Atlanta. Um, this time we didn't even have to wait for the whistle to blow to start the game before Brooks Lennon had to be carried off with an MCL sprain. Um, it's, just, it's ridiculous at this point, and you'll have to keep them crying because we – somehow still limping our way to decent play, but it's taken a huge toll on what the season could have been. Spencer? Yeah, I the one main game I got to watch this weekend, which I was really hoping for, I bet three players on New England to go up to Vancouver and crush them, and that didn't really happen. I mean, both teams did post a shutout, but you know, watching the game the full 90 it didn't look like there was a whole lot of ideas going on from the midfield to the forwards. I think that what we're going to start seeing is Buxa is a lot more important to this team than people might have thought previously. And on a team like Vancouver, you might expect Heal to just carry everything and get seven or eight bonus points, and that didn't happen as well. And Bo just didn't look like he was clean, uh, clicking very well. So, you know, Josie Altidore is not going to do it coming off the bench on that price tag. And so it's going to be tricky. You know, I mean, at home for the Rebs, maybe something a little bit easier, but we can't bet on them on the road, I think, you know, going forward here. So, you know, the the world beaters that they were last year, uh, it's definitely not happening this year as much. So, I mean, we'll be, be wary. I'm the first one to say it since I picked up three players and the only really good points I got out of that was uh, with – uh, Dwan Jones, you know, and his his shutout. But other than that, yeah, that was really interesting. I thought they'd do a lot better against Vancouver than they did. Yeah. Um, good takeaways. Reed and Blaine contributed nothing. So we'll just go ahead and, and move on. Uh, let's do a little bit of a housekeeping. Okay. Uh, in our classic leagues, our Discord leader Patrick. How do you even pronounce that? I don't know. Kaz ten thirty five Sabla. Perfect, crushing it. Uh, our Patreon open league is FC Lambo still. 
head-to-head uh, -head Discord League, Garth Butchers, 13-1-1. One and, one. and, of course, in our Patreon League, Ryan Anderson, still holding it down, 13-0-2. Oh uh, MLSFI Experts Invitational, Donuts, Go Nuts, at 11-2-2. Two two. Uh, our Pro Rel update for the week, Champions League, is Todd Modisette at 12-1-2. Our Veterans League is still Sloppy Stakes. Uh, and I apologize, Developmental League, uh, but Blaine didn't get that in. So who's ever winning, we owe you one. Sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll grab it next week. I know there's been a lot of back and forth in that one, uh, who's who's running the show. So apologies there. Um, okay, let's get into it. Right out of the gate, I just want to say, because I promised Skylar I would, that there is a glitch in the system and that the San Jose LA Galaxy game that was postponed till September is not not this week's fantasy okay the system right now is making it look like la galaxy have a triple and that san jose have a double neither of those are true that la galaxy san jose game is going to be played in september and it will reflect on that week slash rounds scores way into the fall um so just know that the system's not going to calculate those points it's not going to wait um skyler said that they're working on it um, and actively trying to push it. He said that when the system, when a game gets um, postponed, last minute like this one kind of did, the system tend is what does that. Um, but they're on it. They're working on it. Please do not load up on L I mean, load up on LA Galaxy if you want to. I guess we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but please don't load up on them thinking that there's a triple and don't load up on San Jose because they are on a single. And this is not, and I already had to yell at one of you about this today. This is not the week to take single game week players, so please do not pick up San Jose this week. Uh, this week we're going to kick off Wednesday, the 29th, at 7.30 Eastern Time. And I hope Reed's proud of me for getting that time right, because you know I'm a West Coaster and I mess it up. Uh, the first game of the round is going to be Cincinnati versus NYCFC, followed by an onslaught uh, of Wednesday games and a handful of Thursday games. We're then going to trickle into the weekend, uh, we're, we'll see some of our single game week games, and then this round will end on Monday, July 4th. So there are some games on next Monday, a week from today, um, that will count into this double game week. So I know this infuriates Reed because it technically loops over multiple weeks if you look at the calendar, but really um, they're only, what, six days apart? Uh, so... It does kind of make sense. I mean, that September game would have made sense. Um, but generally, I think that this isn't the worst uh, structure for a double game week. And MLS has been trying to play some of those 4th of July games the last couple of years. So our double home teams this week are Toronto and LA Galaxy. Our double away teams this week are Philly, Montreal, Austin, and Atlanta. And then our split home and away teams are Cincy, NYCFC, Columbus, Chicago, Seattle, LAFC, FC Dallas, Portland, Houston, Minnesota, Charlotte, and Red Bull. Um, there is no team on a bye. And our single game week teams are Orlando, DC, Colorado, Miami, RSL, Nashville, San Jose, Vancouver, The Revolution, and Sporting Kansas City. Um, so for me, your switcher targets are going to be Orlando, D.C., Colorado, and Miami just because they're Monday games. Now, I know we've talked a lot about what your strategy can be for switcheroo, but I always like to pick 
whoever is on a single later in the week or who I know for sure is out. Brooks Lennon, great scrub this week, expensive. Probably shouldn't shouldn't waste the money there, but looking for those players on a red. Do not use a double game week team player as your switcheroo in case they end up coming in. Um, so definitely look at one of those single game week. I know there's a lot of good options for Vancouver um, for scrubs all over the field, depending on where you're looking. Um, but those late single game week teams are going to be Orlando, D.C., Colorado, and Miami. Um Ranch was kind enough to send over the injury and suspension report. I'll run through that real quick. Um, Antonio Carlos for Orlando has returned from his injury. Um, uh, Andy Nahar is on a yellow card suspension. So is Santi Rodriguez for NYCFC. I think that that's important to point out to people. Um, if you're looking at picking up a NYCFC midfielder this week, Santi is only a single game week midfielder this week. I know he's playing for a double game week team. But he is only going to play one of those two games. Uh, Tommy Mack, yellow card accumulation. Almeida is coming back from suspension for Atlanta. Um, so he will miss the Wednesday game, but he'll play their next game. And unfortunately, I know this is going to disappoint a lot of you, but that Philly head physio trainer, he's out on red card. Not sure how long that suspension is going to be. Um, so make sure to consider that. Uh, sorry to say this in front of you, Patrick, but injuries, Brooks Lennon. MCL tear out six to eight weeks. Um, add him to the list of unavailable Atlanta players. I know Yosef getting back into the starting 11, though, so maybe that can give give you some solace down there. <coughs> William Yarbrough looks like he picked up a concussion against Portland. Not sure how long he's out. Joao Matinho for Orlando. Can't catch a break with their defense. Uh, late warm-up scratch sounded precautionary. Uh, Saicedo for Vancouver picked up a knee injury. It looked bad, especially when I watched that um, last night, but I didn't see if they came out with what it was. Um, and then Brandon By, I'm not sure. <laughs> and uh, chat, please chime in if, if you know better. Uh, Brandon By has missed out on the last two Revs games. Um, so he might be serving some sort of an injury as well. Um, not totally sure there, so I don't know why you'd want to pick Brandon By up this week on that single. Um, but if you do, make sure to keep an eye on the lineups. Uh, Ranch also, like I said, has some side info that Charlotte had 10 players into self, uh, health and safety protocol this past week. So did the Red Bull. Keep an eye on that if you're interested in either of those guys. Um, and then some big names on yellow card watch this week, which means if they pick up a yellow in the first game, they will not play the second. Reynoso, big one. Tati, I will remind everyone now that the last time this was a double game week, Tati was on a yellow card watch. He got that yellow card, and he sat the second game. I don't want to put that out in the universe, but I think it's important to remember. Uh, Velasco, Quintero, and I, I do this wrong every time. Hadibe? Feel good about that. Uh, for Houston. So those are who are looking at yellow card suspensions if they pick one up. Um, and Red saying that Brandon By was a game-time decision last game, not a long-term injury. Okay, good to know. Um, still not a suggestion from, from me, at least this week, to pick him up. Uh, that is all the injury suspension news I have going into this week. Um, so if you guys are ready, I think let's move on into our player picks, yeah? Okay. Uh, I went ahead and took out clean sheets because I think this is a, a tough week to just project those. Um, so let's go ahead and get started with uh, keepers and defenders. Spencer, who do you like? 
So for keepers, I, I'm i liking Steve Clark. I think that he's been doing well lately. Um, for me, he has one home game against Charlotte. And like you said, you know, who knows what's coming. Charlotte's on their second of their road games. And it is now hot in Houston, folks. So I looked it up a little bit. Well, this will kind of be my theme a little through up tonight. Houston's done really well since May. They've only had one loss at home since uh, the middle of May to the Sounders. And with all that heat, you may not see a crazy amount of goals, but I think you're likely to see uh, shutouts for Houston, um, at least when they're at home. Uh, he's also going to be going to Portland, his old stopping grounds. And, you know, that's always fun to see a returning player go and play their old team. Um, he's going to be my guy that I keep on and hopefully – Sean Johnson does well. I got Sean Johnson against Cincy and uh, Atlanta. And so what that second game is at home against Atlanta. Uh, that's who I like uh, for keepers. Okay. Uh, yeah, I am also interested in Steve Clark. I keep kind of flirting between him and Andre Blake. I don't like the road, double road for Philly. Um, however, they're playing two teams that I think are susceptible to home losses, which is Chicago and Columbus. Um, for me, a lot of that factors into Shakiri and Zella. Um, and, you know, once the first one locks, I can't wait to see if Zella's starting. Uh, you know, he didn't make the the roster at all this past week, which makes me think we might not see him this weekend. Um, but I think that, that Blake and, and Clark can go back and forth. Um, I'm doing a keeperoo between one of those keepers to Galese, um, who's a single game week matchup that I like. If for some reason those keepers don't hit, I can see both scores before the Orlando game. Um, so that's something that I'm just paying attention to. It is a lot of money if you're still working through money problems. I know is kind of pricey to have as just a keeperoo. Um, I think on a double game week like this, you can just pick... Um, a double game week keeper that you like, uh, but because I have the funds, I'm going to try to to work that one through. Um, I like LAFC defenders, I think. They have a game like they did this weekend and make me want to believe in them again, and then I believe in them and they just hurt me for it. Um, I think I, I prefer uh, the wingbacks, but I'm not sure if Palacios or Escobar will go both. I know they have kind of rotated a little due to Knox back there. Um, I do like Bill Tulioma. I think that, um, he's someone you could consider often, um, even with that road game on the back end of their double. I think Callens was a lock for me. That was one of the first defenders I put in my, my team this week. Um, and then I keep going back and forth between Alex Roldan and Arujo for the Galaxy. Um, I want to like the Galaxy because of the double home, but I don't like the Galaxy in fantasy, um, at least for me, they haven't done me much this this year, and definitely not lately. Um, so I keep going back and forth, but at the same time, I don't know that I think Seattle can go up to Toronto and keep a shutout. Um, that's kind of a rivalry game at this point in, in their MLS Cup histories. Um, so I do like the home against Montreal, especially with Mihalovic still out, um, but I'm, I'm not sure about that second one. But if I'm going to go a defender, and I'm sure... Spencer will disagree because he loves the new who, but I like Alex Roldan the best. Um, I think he he has the most potential for offensive bonus points, and he does pick up some defensive bonus points, not as much as the center backs, but 
Um, those center backs are subject to rotation because they're often injured. Um, Yamar and Ariaga just keep playing injury tags, so it's hard to know which one's healthy and which one's not. Um, so those are who I'm looking at back and forth this week. Patrick, what do you like? Oh, you want to pivot back. Spencer, he did goalkeepers, but not defenders. Oh, sorry. I wasn't actively listening to Spencer. Thank you, Patrick. Well, hey, it's you, you have the notes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll talk about Nuhu and my reasoning for Nuhu over Alex. You can you can go either way. Um, watching the game live against Kansas City with this kind of um, different – lineup that the Sounders have based on injuries. No Obed Vargas, no Josh Atencio, uh, obviously no JP. The way that we've kind of structured this this format of our formation is the left side seems to be more of the attacking side. Jordan Morris on that side, Rusnak and Nico Lodero seem to be pitching over on the left side more, whereas on the right-hand side you've got Alex, Christian, and Kellen Rowe is going to be that guy that's going to slot in on that side. So you're going to get probably more crosses from Alex, but I think you're going to get more danger moments from Nuhu, just at least with this lineup. With a full-strength lineup, I would definitely switch over to Alex, but I'm liking what I'm seeing from Nuhu lately, and he's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, I also like Kai Wagner for for this week. Again, double road game, but those teams are are good teams for him (laughs) to get some offensive bonus points on. Um, Like Ashley said, Callens is kind of a no-brainer. Uh, at this point. And then Palacios had a really good game, got his first goal uh, last week as well. And so he's getting some confidence and, you know, Dallas will be no slouch at home, but, you know, hopefully they can go into Vancouver and, and get a result and maybe another 0-0 tie up at BC Place. So that's uh, who I'm rounding out for, uh, for my defense. Now, Patrick, such a gentleman. <laughs> uh, so keepers, I'm going... Fry as the first part of my keeper. I do like him, especially against Montreal with Mihailovic looking to be still out. And honestly, it's just easy because he's got the early game and then plays on Saturday as well. So there's plenty of time for me to either be mad or revel in the fact that I can scrub out my other keeper. And for that side, I'm looking at either Petrovich from the Revs or Galese from Orlando. I hadn't decided which one. But Petrovic did look really good this past weekend. And we may have a new all-star Georgie instead of just Mihailovic after the performance he was putting up. Mm-hmm. Uh, for defenders, it's like, Y'all got Callens. He's had two rough games, but if he can get back in form, he's a no-brainer for a double-game week. Uh, Tuoloma, uh, Bogner, and I like the new who argument, but I've got to go with Alex Roldan. Yeah. See how I play? <laughs> it's a split household here, so. Um... Yeah, some defenders that we haven't touched on that I'm seeing, which I think is fair, is Ludvisk for Houston. I think I'm saying that wrong. Um, I mean, he's putting up some good points. We did speak earlier about how we like Houston defense um, from the Steve Clark perspective. Um, I think there's just some bigger name defenders that I was drawn to with their matchups first, right? Uh, Like Callens and Wagner and stuff. Uh, But I think that 
that doing him is a good shout. I think Lundqvist would make more sense than Hadebe with Hadebe being on yellow card watch. Um, so, yeah. Any Anybody considering a double up for a double game week? Hard no? Okay. okay. <laughs> I am, I mean, I'm playing around. I've got, I will, not for defense. Okay, then no. Okay. Other, other, other areas. All right, let's, uh, let's move into midfielders. Um, I'll, uh, I'll start here. I, I liked Santi, uh, until I realized he was yellow card suspended. Uh, so I'm considering Maxi there. I always worry about fitness with him and if he'll do both. Um, but I think it's, it might be worth it and giving it a look because I like their, um, their games. I like Nico Ladero. Um, I think a lot of people will be drawn to Roldan this week because he had such a successful week this past week. I get that. Um, I will go Nico um, in this current system. Uh, I, I think he's more consistent, but Christian tends to have a bigger payout. Um, I'm also not totally convinced that we'll see Christian Roldan continuing to play on the wing. Now that uh, Obed Vargas is out, um, I think he might. This past week they had Kellen Rowe play in the middle with Rusnak, but there's talk that um, Roldan might split that time there with him. So I don't like Christian when he's in the middle. He doesn't pick up the same points. So I'm just going to go with Nico. I think I like Pozuelo. Are we allowed to do that again? Is that is it time? Is it Do we... I don't know. I just think maybe I do. It's really tough to get on board with Toronto this week. I think it was last night I was saying to Spencer that Toronto is a team that I just feel like I can't get on and I also don't want to bet against. Um, They're one of those this year, so I'm just not sure. I think he might be a bench play for me just out of my own mentals and emotions with him, Um, but I think he's a good look this week. I also like Paul Areola from Dallas. Um, He's just really posting consistent points. He's really contributing to that attacking offense in, in Dallas, which has been inconsistent, but when they have done well, um, I've seen him contribute there. I like Dreyusi, you know, even with the Austin schedule. Um, I, I think he's someone that, that I want this week. I'm just not quite sure um, where to put him. And then I want to like Lewis Morgan from Red Bull, but I'm just really cautious about their health and safety protocol stuff. Um, I'm not going to mention Acosta. I think the rest of you guys will. Um, I'm worried about his fitness, uh, but I think that he is a, a worthy shout. So I will let, uh, Patrick take over. Maybe you can speak on why he is in your current roster. Uh, Ucho was actually the second mid I added after Nico. Um, He's just had a phenomenal year. He's probably MVP conversation caliber this year. And it didn't take him but what like 35 minutes over the weekend to completely change that game. Just when we all took him out because he didn't start, he comes up and (laughs) posts a seven or an eight, I think, right? Yeah, gets a seven. Yeah. Makes us that swapped off look kind of dumb. Um, I like, I don't think you can go without Lucho on a double right now if he can stay in this form that he's in. I know he he was out on health and safety. You know, we don't know exactly what's going on with him. But if he can even play 135, I think it's completely worth it. Um, and I've got uh, Paul Ariola too. His goal contributions are 
just enough said. Yep. Um, I've got, gotta admit, this one's kind of group think out of the Discord, but for right now, I've got Blanco uh, as a sub just because I don't know if I'll keep him. And if I do, I probably want him on the bench because he'll either do a 20 or a two. Yep. That's Blanco. But he does the same as the rest of Portland. He does seem to be getting back in form the more minutes he's getting. So that looks good. And then I've got Driussi right now, but I'm not really feeling great about Driussi. Yeah. And I may even go with what me and Panda were talking about and doubling up with Ladero and Christian Roldan. Spencer. That was what I was considering for my double, if I do it. I think that that's not a bad idea. Um, considering Nico's not the player that he used to be where he's just gobbling up points, but he's kind of, I was talking to Ashley about this, <clears throat> he's kind of fading into this Il Senio type player where in the moments that he's going to have magic, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be there. But he's not running around and getting the ball as much as he used to and constantly being the end-all, be-all of the entire team. But if there's a penalty, it's going to be Nico. If there's going to be some sort of free kick, it's going to be Nico. He's going to pick up those second assists. He's going to do stuff that he that we know he can do. It's just not going to be as consistent as it was in the past. And then it's like that, that hunger and drive is in Christian. So Christian's going to be going like crazy the entire game, both games. He's not going to stop. So it's a bold move, but you know, I I would respect somebody that would that would, that would pull that off um, for doubling up on those guys. So I do have Nico. I do have Pozuelo. So I think for Paz, yeah, we've we're wondering what's going on. He's similar, you know, in that same type of vein of Nico of gonna take penalties for now, at least until Insignia gets here. And uh, you know, any sort of attacking set pieces, we can expect Pozuelo to be on those. And this will be three home games in a row for for Toronto. So I think having that little bit of home rest might might do him some good. Uh, I also have Gazdag uh, watching Philly. The, those guys up top between Gazdag, Uher, and even Corey Burke sometimes. I mean, these guys are clicking really, really well. And I think no matter who they're playing, there's going to be uh, some options there. I've also had Lewis Morgan in my team where I think that he's kind of, you know, been hit or miss the last few weeks, but I like the matchups with a, a hurt Atlanta side and Kansas city who are just bleeding goals. Uh, I kind of wish Blaine was on here just so we could talk about, you know, no, you he's out. No. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah. I, and then I do have Blanco on my bench as well. I was looking you know, it's not always that lightning strikes twice with Blanco. So I was thinking, like, maybe look at uh, some Yimmy Chara, you know, maybe to, to float in there. But Yimmy's been on a really, really downward streak. He hasn't had double-digit, you know, game in probably, like, ten games and hasn't scored in the last, like, six games. So, you know, maybe the rise of, of Blanco may open up some stuff for Yimmy and he'll surprise us. But I think Blanco is, is the safer option at midfield. Yeah, I agree. Uh, some names I'm seeing in chat that we didn't cover was Reynoso. Again, he's on yellow card watch. Um, so th that just kind of makes me nervous. If it's not a name that I'm like, yes, love it. Um, I'll tend to avoid just because I hate getting burned on that. Um, Blaine also here has uh, Diego Fagundes. 
I wish he was here to explain that one to me because I don't I don't know that I understand that one over Dreyusi or Ring. Diego Fagundes has the most assists in MLS right now. So that's why he has him, I'm going to assume. Um, but, yeah, I don't see any, any other real names we haven't spoken about. So let's move. Well, there, there is one elephant in the room. Okay, let's talk about we it. we haven't spoken about. Okay. A lot of people are, and I see it in chat. And that's Carlos Hill. Sure, you're right. Sorry. Okay, so let's... I'll entertain this conversation, Patrick. Let's talk about it. Didn't so, we have this conversation last time? I, I think, I think on so. On a double game week about a single game Yeah, week. Ranch didn't talk to me for like a week about it because we pissed him off with it. So, <laughs> New England Revolution are at home on Sunday, the middle of the round, you could say, against FC Cincinnati, who will have already played on Wednesday at home against NYCFC, which is a tough team to play, even in the form since he might be in. Um, but here's my thing about Heal. Is he consistent? Yes. Did he go up to Vancouver, one of the worst teams in the league, and only post a seven? Also, yes. Um, a seven on a single game week isn't bad, but a se- if you're if you're picking Heal on a single his single game week with a plethora of double game week players... Um, I don't, I don't like him enough right now. More, not just him. He's consistent. I don't like the revolution enough right now, I think, to pick him on a single over some of the other midfield options. I I want like seven midfielders this week. So that's kind of the place for me with these double game fixtures that I want players the most of. So he's just not someone... That that I want in my team this week because of all the double game week options. Um, what? How do you guys feel about this? Well, if we're comparing Kilo for this week and you know taking that in, into consideration, home game like you said against Cincy, Mukhtar is at home again against Portland and had more. So if you're talking a huge, you know, risky pick. Yeah. Like, gun to my head, Hanny Mukhtar, for this particular matchup, to me, seems that would be a safer bet. But I still think, like you said, Ashley, there's too many midfielders that are going to play two games that, you, yeah. you know, you're going to need a, a monster game out of heel to to get close to some of these guys that are going to be getting 11-12s, 13s, 14s this week. Patrick? I agree. Same. Um, there's just too many double game week options and until new england can sort out what they're gonna do then it's just not worth it for a single game week yeah i uh i could see why people would do it it's just not what i want to do with my team this week i think maybe for a bench play or maybe a lot of your double game week players already played and you already saw your bench i don't know um i i don't like it for me (laughs) Um, but you know, sometimes I feel like when we make this type of a stance about heel, then he proves us all wrong. So, um, I think you're not crazy to do it, but I think that you're putting too many eggs in your heel basket, uh, if you go with him this week, just with how many teams are on doubles. Okay. Strikers. Patrick, who do you like? Uh, this was probably my toughest. Yeah spot to fill this week um i've actually got some 
kind of wild ideas at Striker this week. Okay. And I'll open up with one of the wild ones. Uh, Jovalich from the Galaxy is not guaranteed minutes. He's, for some reason, has not made it the starter yet. Yeah. But when he's on the field, he produces. So I have the wild idea to just waste a bench spot and throw him down there and just see what happens. Because you never know. If I don't do that, uh, so I'm, I'm iffy on Tati. I want Tati for the second game. But if he gets a yellow in the first game, then I don't get Tati at Yankee Stadium. And that just ruins everything. So right now, I've got Tati slotted in there, but he could easily become Jovalich. Um, if I go Jovalich, I'll take Chicharito out, who I currently have in there for the Galaxy. And um, I haven't come up with a backup plan for that yet, but it'd probably be Luis Araujo from Atlanta. Um, things that are happening right now are happening through Araujo. He gets Almada back to help him out for that game at Yankee. So it could help him look a little better than taking a little load off and letting him be a little more free, but still letting him be as creative as he can be. And then I'm representing for all of us. Lane's not here, so I'm taking the stand in his place. Never Vela. Never Vela. So I have Chicho Arango right now, even though he's not guaranteed to start either. But if he does... I will not take Bella. I will have Chicho Arango. Okay. It's a it's a good hill to die on, you know. Blaine Blaine's right there with you, Spencer. What about you? Stand for something. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll kind of mimic Patrick in this. Uh, I've got a crazy pick as well, sitting on my bench, and it's Ferreira, but not the Ferreira you're thinking of. Yes, not, not crazy. I've seen, I've seen this in chat. Not crazy. For Houston. Yeah. And he's got six goals on the year. They're going to start at Portland and then come home against Charlotte. He has a brace a couple a few weeks ago. And it's just, it just feels like Ashley calls them Spencer picks where they just, they don't really make sense, but something's yeah. just speaking to me to that. Yeah. Um, it's not a I differential. Do. Ranch puts in a lot of, Ranch. a lot of research into those picks. Spencer just pulls them out of a hat. But they hit a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a sixth sense. So um, I do want to take the risk with Tati. I think that he, he looked kind of ticked off and, you know, he's ready to, to bounce. It, this just kind of feels like this Cincy game. He could have a Hattie and a, and a yellow card, and then it would all be worth it. You know, <laughs> like, then it doesn't really matter if he doesn't play against Atlanta. Um, that, that's just one possibility. Uh, and then I also have Chicharito because, you know, triple game week, you know, you got to – I'm just kidding. You, double game week, you got to go he's, – he's been not great, only averaging four points a game. But something's got to click. And, you know, like you said, Patrick, if we end up seeing a weird L.A. lineups, you know, flex him up. I really wanted a Boba C this week if they were on a double. I think that that would have been an awesome pick. He's at the top of the golden boot race right now and you know we're not we're not gonna talk about it'd be really really risky to try to take him on a single 
but yeah, I think that it's going to be kind of crazy at forward this week for me, and I'm banking on my midfielders. Yeah, I uh, I struggled this week too because I I felt like a lot of picks I was drawn to weren't picks I actually liked. If that makes sense, like looking at the schedule, looking at that, I want to pick Chicharito, but Chicharito hasn't hit in a while. Um, I just I don't trust the Galaxy. I have him in my lineup, but it makes me nervous because. I also have Tati. I think you have to. Uh, But he duped us all last time with that yellow card. So I want to put Tati on my bench. (laughs) Last double game week because I knew he was going to burn us. Um, I'm a maybe Villa. I think everyone knows this about me. Um, I'm a situationally Villa. I think, oddly, he is the only consistent striker starting for LA Galaxy lately. I know he he only played 45 the other week. But I just don't know what they're doing anymore. Like, I don't know why Chicho Arango's not starting every game. I don't know why Brian Rodriguez isn't producing. I don't know why Vela... Like, they're very hard to predict. And so, my instinct, and it might just be from past years, is to go Vela a week like this. Um, But I want it to be Chicho. I had Chicho in my lineup until very late in the game last week. And then was glad I dropped him because he wasn't starting. I know he scored, but um, I also keep going back and forth with the other Ferreira, Jesus Ferreira. Um, I know people were really hot on him this past round and he did not produce. Um, He is also tending to be kind of a boomer bust guy. I think both Ferreiras are good shots this week. Um, I, I see in chat a lot of talk about Jordan Morris again. I think that that's kind of trying to catch a flash in a pan he hasn't been producing points um but he had a good game uh i worry about rotation with them schmetzer notoriously rotates uh especially when one of those games is traveling and they are going all the way up to toronto for that second game um so really uh it would have to be point production at home against montreal because i'm not super confident right spence don't you think like He's one, just coming off national team duty and stuff, I'm not super confident he goes both and that his point production is consistent enough to have him for just one in a few minutes. Um, I think that it's important people avoid a Bobasi. <laughs> um, I know Spencer, you said you wanted him because it looked like a double on the system, but I please note that uh, they're not on a double. Um, are there any names that we haven't talked about? What about... Uh, I am forgetting his name. Toronto. How do we feel about uh, Jimenez? Anybody? Considering pause, why, why not him? I think, I mean, he's got a score. Pause is going to get all those intangible points. Sure. You know? And... He, he's got to do it, and he's not really carrying the team for Toronto. Sure. And we don't really know what Toronto's going to look like in the next few weeks. It's really hard to predict what's going on. They're, them and Columbus are kind of in the same boat where it's like you never Bring really know. Bringing in the DPs, yeah. Um, and then going back to Chicho, I mean, if Chicho's starting that first game, he's, he's a pretty great budget pick too. So if you want to load heavy on, on middies and Chicho's starting there, you know, that's that's a pretty safe play. Yeah. I think uh, 
an another defender I haven't seen in chat, but is on Blaine's team is Nias Goda. Um, he hasn't been consistent enough for me, but he just had a brace. So <laughs> I think that at home against Houston is a, de is a decent shout for him. Um, and then going to Nashville, I think is a little harder. Um, right. Isn't that what it, yeah. But again, it's, it's hard to tell what's hopping on a bandwagon and what's getting on something that's just getting hot. Right. Um, so I, I think that that's a, that's a decent look. Again, it's not something that I want to do. Blaine has him starting him. So take that. Blaine just crushed it this week. So, uh, it might be, a, might be a decent look, but like Patrick said, this was a, this was a tough section of the field for me because there were a lot of names I didn't like and felt like I should and then a lot of names that I did like and just can't figure out how to work just the three in so um for me this week strikers are not a spot to scrub um I think that doing one or two defenders is probably the way to go um if you want to auto rule like Blaine likes to do and Reed like or Reed likes to do too sometimes and just have two scrubs so you can set it and forget it uh, this type of a double game week format, I think that that is, is really beneficial. Um, I still always tend to, to single scrub it and most of the time regret it. So, um, I like to have the ability to tinker, but it just burns me in the end. Uh, okay. This is tough. None of us have really committed here, but captains, <laughs> who do you like? Spencer? Uh, my super risky gut says to go Tati. You trust him? Like I said it could be it could be crazy that first game you know could totally be worth it i would say that my <clears throat> backup vice captain you know would probably be nico lodero that is another just safe one you know i'm there's just nobody really screaming to me yeah. for this round that is going to crush it you know this might even be a round where a defender no, never def captain a defender, but I could see in the dream team at the end of this round a defender being the number one in points. Patrick, uh, the game auto selected Nico for me as my captain, and I'm, I don't really have an argument against that. Still with it, yeah. Uh, but I agree with Spencer. I would not be shocked if we saw a defender be the top captain at the end of this round on the dream team. And, just looking at everything, I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of odd, man. Sure. Yeah, I see a lot of Ladero in chat. Um, I think I'm leaning that way, too. I think he's going to be kind of the, the, the chalk pick this week. Um, I don't have the the guts to do to do a, a defender, so I might just go with Nico by default because no one else is really screaming to me. Um, I mean, if we look at what... The last double double game week was, I guess, Callens, right? Would probably be the the defender to to look at. I know a handful of people really benefited from that last double, um, but yeah, I uh, that's it's a tough one. Hit me up on Twitter on Wednesday, and I'll I'll tell you what I locked on. But uh, and yeah, black and red mentions in chat that Lucho could easily pull it off as well. So that. Could be a sure. decent little differential captain choice, but most probably will go with Ladero. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm a little cautious with him with the fitness because he only played 12 minutes and then he came in as a sub. But like you said, Patrick, he's producing when he's on the field, and it it really might be 
worth the risk. So, uh, all right, that is uh, it for us. Uh, do you guys have anything to plug this week? I feel obligated for Reed to to, <laughs> to do that part. Uh, obligatory Discord plug. Yep. If you're not in the Discord, get in the Discord. There's a reason that most of the top players in this game are in that Discord. Yep. And that so far, a member of the Discord has won the game every year. So if you're not there, get there. Just tons of useful information. A lot of maybe not so useful information too, but it's all in fun. Yep. I, uh, I had someone hit me on Twitter today and talk about how inconsistent the MLS app has been at notifications. And I can't tell you how much of a lifesaver the Discord lineup bot feature has been for me to check lineups because I struggle with that all the time. And it's, you know, the app's a work in progress. We all know it's not perfect, but they do their best. Um, but the Discord lineup notification is foolproof, I will say. Um, so if you're not there, you should get there. Uh, I don't know, Spence, do you have a, anything to, to plug? Uh, not really. Okay. Um, MLS Fantasy Boss for thinking of me and bringing me on again. So yeah. thank you, Reed, and everything well, that you do. And obviously we need you because uh, it's a, kind of a, sh a shirt show. And, uh, I think we all knew things. it would be, but at least <laughs> we got here, okay? Um, very uh, interested well, to see how the podcast sounds. So, yeah, Patrick. One more thing real quick. I noticed uh, FizzGiga5 popped it in chat earlier on that we didn't have the uh, the leader in the developmental league. Yes. That is FC Red Bull Green Mountain. Thank you, FC Red Bull Green Mountain. I told you I would make it up to you. I apologize. Thank you for telling me who it was. Uh, again, I blame Blaine because it's his league. He needs to put it in. <laughs> They're both busy. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Apologies for all the technical difficulties. If you, you could probably stick around and continue to watch this for several minutes while I try to figure out how to turn it off. But, uh, as Reed will say, as always, good luck. <laughs>